Search every cook and nanny. A uh, hook and granny. A uh, crook and fa- uh, Search everywhere. Okay. Lindsay. Jeffrey. It's recording. Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to... Early. It is early. <laughs> we haven't even eaten yet. Mm. I did make sure to eat lunch, though, before I came, so I'm Me not too. all lethargic and gross. Woo! Woo! And we're going on vacation this week, because yeah. we're recording this the week of the 4th. Ah! H4J. At the point that you're listening to this, it's been like three We've weeks. been up north for like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like... I think this is the 19th of July. This oh, okay. Up, so. Well, hope everyone had a good 4th of July weekend. <laughs> I hope we did, too. I guess we'll find out, but I I'm pretty sure we had a good weekend. You'll find out in the next episode when we come back whether we're, we're all happy still alive. or depressed, or if there is an episode 71. <laughs> this is true. Although, we're usually pretty good on vacations. Usually. It's been a while, but it's Nothing terrible happens normally. No. Anyway. Anywho. We're at movie number 34 on our list. Episode 70, number 34. Which is? 34. I know. 34. I know. We're at the top of the page. (laughs) We're almost in the top 30. I know. (laughs) We're almost to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Woohoo! We're doing (laughs) Stewart. But this week's episode. Oh, yeah. This week's. From 1937, mm-hmm. it is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It is our second animated feature on this list. Our only classically an- classical yes. animation. Yep, there are two animated films. They're both, well, associated with Disney, although technically neither one of them is a Disney picture. No. Because Toy Story is Pixar, and this is an RKO. Yes. This was a Walt Disney production, but it was an RKO picture. Yep. Now Disney owns them all obviously but at the time that this movie came out disney had not become disney like you know it yet it was still it was it was a production company yes um i'm trying to think it wasn't like disney animation studios right like it is now right which is no whistling steamboat willie at the beginning of this movie (laughs) it's just so weird Like, I've gotten okay. so used to that at the beginning of... How many episodes have we whistled on I was going to say, <laughs> we're going to tackle the whole whistling thing no, again? No, we're not going to whistle didn't, again. That didn't work well no, last week. we're not. <laughs> it's not happening. I thought Audition freaked out for a second. No, no, sorry. Because it, it was it, changing to the next screen. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Everything stopped. Everything no, it's working still. No worries. Okay. So for those who are not aware of the plot of Snow White, yes. Snow White, pursued by a jealous queen, hides with the dwarves. The queen feeds her a poison apple, but Prince Charming awakens her with a kiss. And we have interesting things to discuss in our discussion portion of this episode. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I was actually kind of worried because it's such an older film and it's an animated film. I was kind of worried there wasn't going to be a ton of stuff. Now, I'm, I'm assuming there's trivia, obviously. Yes, there's it, trivia, trivia, but there's, like you said, there's no no Inflation Nation. No, I don't have any Inflation Nation. I have a little bit of awards to talk yeah. about for it. And then I have some technology. Yay, technology! That's a section yeah. that hasn't reared its ugly head in like no. 40 episodes. But, um... By like, the way, this was a 7.7 7 out of 10. And there is... Which it, is relatively that's low, low ranking. Yeah. And uh, Roger Ebert did give it a 4 out of 4. Okay. But there's no Metascore. I thought I looked that up. No, there's there no Metascore. No, which is nope. kind of weird. But again... Okay. Makes sense. Directed by... Like, there's like seven directors on here. Because <laughs> it's an animated film. Yeah, and written by the G- Brothers Grimm. And then adapted by a bunch of other people. Yes, by the way, uh, for future reference, if anybody has never read the actual Brothers Grimm story... I oh, no, actually, we're going to discuss the last... We we're going to discuss part of it. Is that yeah. part of the ending? Yeah, okay. that's part of the discussion. Let's just say things are not this movie. So, um... No, 
But we should know that because spoiler alert in the real Little Mermaid, like the Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid, she dies. Yeah. 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 No, I know. She like goes and what is it? She like she she gets she, she can't become a yeah. She doesn't become a mermaid again. She go or she wants to be with her family and she doesn't become a mermaid again. She kind of just drowns or something yep. like that. Yeah. 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 Because I had to do uh, I, I on one of the other podcasts I told the actual tale of Little Mermaid I and I read that and I went, "Are you freaking kidding me? Like that's just dark and creepy." <laughs> well, let me do the awards and we'll talk a little bit about technology. Oh wait, 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 wait! Your what? summary. We did not do one for Annie Hall last week. Oh no, really? Yeah, I realized that as I was editing the episode. Um, so. What is your summary well, for this one? Damn you, Disney, for making me feel for anthropomorphized animals. There you go. I like that one. <laughs> Seriously, we had this discussion while we were watching the movie. It's like, I don't give two craps about Snow White. Yeah. I, I love the dwarves, and I love all the little anthropomorphized animals. And, I and st- it's Disney movies that made me have soft, part, soft, soft, squishy feelings, soft, squishy parts in my heart. <laughs> For wanting the baby animals to be okay all the time. Damn you, don't Disney. Even, don't even start with Damn me. Damn you, uh, Disney, for giving me soft, squishy parts. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, no, I, I agree. Like, um, like as, as I made the comment, I realized that by watching this movie, because I've seen Snow White. I know this movie by heart. I have two young nieces. I've seen Snow White. Trust me. Um, but it's like, I watched this movie, I realized that they could have really done a film with just the dwarves and the animals. I really don't think you needed Snow White in this film. No, not really. No, they would have had to change the story a little bit because there wouldn't have been any kind of, like... There would have been no conflict for the dwarves, so they would have had to come up with something. But really, you could have done a movie with just the dwarves and their lives. Also, this is no offense to anyone who Snow White is your favorite princess. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I know we can, trust me, we we, we understand why it's on the list. We know all that stuff. We we got it. We're not making fun of it. But, like, just realizing, you can tell it was kind of like the early day of storytelling for especially for animated films and then just kind of it was this era where like there there wasn't a massive amount of like conflict i mean i guess you could argue because she's running away to save her life that should be a mass enough conflict but i just i realized like you don't really need snow white you could have had a film with the dwarves and the animals and it would have been just a fine hour and a half long film you know I don't know what the hell they would have done. It probably have been like somebody's yeah. trying to come and take their diamond mine because that seems to be their thing that they love the most. Yes, they do. You know, uh, so like someone's trying to take it from them and then they have to go fight yep. it back and get it back. And yeah, right there. Look at that. We just came up with Seven Doors. We did. The movie. Yep. That's what it needs to be. Don't get don't tell Hollywood. No, no, don't at all because that'd be a terrible movie. Anyways, let me move on Um, uh, real quick right off the bat because we also kind of skipped this, I think, for any hall. It said it at the end. Uh, would you recommend the movie to somebody else? Oh, yeah. You like the movie? Obviously, yeah. Oh, we like yeah. the movie, Yeah, right? it was my childhood. It's mm-hmm. fine. In other news, Olivia de Havilland is still alive. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, Olivia who did Snow White's voice? No, Olivia de Havilland, who played Melanie in Gone with the Wind. Oh, that one. She's 98. Let's not talk about it too much. We need to save, because Gone with the Wind's still on this list, right? No, because if we talk about it too much, she'll die. Oh, no, no, I know, but Gone with the Wind's yes, on the list, right? We need to have something yep. for talk about that movie. Don't talk about her now so we can talk about the fact that yeah. she is still alive on the Gone with the I Wind stopped, episode. I stopped, I stopped, <laughs> Well, okay, so let me get on to the awards. Yes. This film has one Oscar nomination. Yep. 
and 13 additional award mm-hmm. nominations and wins. It won a lot of stuff in like 89 or so, like in the 80s. It, I think it was like the 50th anniversary came back okay. around and they started doing some stuff for it. Wait, no. What edition of this movie did we watch? Where's the case? We watched the normal. We watched the no, normal. No, no, no. I want to see what edition this is. Is this this the diamond edition? Oh, it's whatever the Blu-ray version is. No, Isn't I know, the but they they generally they they're diamond. They generally release the diamonds on like anniversaries of things. Oh, gotcha. Not gotcha. Okay, sorry. We did watch the uh, the uh, the movie with the uh, <laughs> the uh, what is it the Disney, Disney Vision the Disney Vision on yeah. the side. So it's because Disney on their Blu-rays for these films that are not widescreen add like. Uh, and like like still frames on the left and the right hand side to fill up the whole screen that match the scene. They, appear, that in. they essentially make a proscenium. Yeah, that changes as you're watching. The it movie. does. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really, not distracting. No. It helps keep it from being annoying. If anything, you forget it's there. Mm-hmm. Like, which is kind of weird. So, but we still watch the version that the, you've oh, yeah. seen, you know, anytime. There are no other versions of the no, movie. No, the only thing they do different is this one is that they change they uh they upgraded the surround sound mix. Woo! Because they were all like the original like. Not I don't even think it's considered mono at the point, but like they have the all original non surround sound. Yeah. They've made surround sound mixes for it. Yeah. So, okay. So awards. Going back to that, this film had one Oscar nominations. As I said, the nomination that it got and did not win <laughs> for having squishy parts. <laughs> for having squishy parts, that would have been a great Academy Award uh, category. Uh, no, it would have been the best music slash score. And that's the only Oscar nomination. It did not win that. However, which I know we came, we briefly talked about this a couple episodes ago, I think, because you asked about the seven little gold statuettes. Yes. Um, in 1939, okay, so the film came out in 37. Mm-hmm. The Oscars were 38. The following year in 39, this film won an honorary Oscar because uh, it was recognized as a significant screen innovation which has charmed millions and pioneered a great new entertainment field. Okay. So it was basically going, crap, you made a feature-length, anim- fully animated film. Right. Fully animated, except for the opening, like, book thing. Mm-hmm. But you made a fully animated film that kids love. Like, you're entertaining it. There's nothing vulgar in it. It's all a good story. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the first time that had been done feature-length. Oh, crap. Well, you did a great job. Here's an Oscar for basically starting right. a whole new division of film. You know, and we're talking 1937, this film came out. Film as we know it, like with sound, had only been around for maybe like not even 10 years. Film itself, the way we know it, like even silent film, had only been around for maybe about 25, mm-hmm. 30 at most. So, eh, a little more than that. So, I mean, like, it, it, it was an early time in Hollywood for them to come up with this new genre. It'd be like somebody coming up with a whole new way of filmmaking today. Right. And them going, crap, that changes everything. So, and that's why in that, that honorary award, what the Academy did is they gave them one normal statue, so in the normal Oscar, and then they gave them seven mini ones for each of the dwarves. So that's right. that's the only time they have ever done something along those lines. It was for this film. And then the film was entered into the National Film Registry in 1989. So just oh, really? shy, just over its 50th anniversary of being out, it was entered in the National Film Registry. I just kicked my desk. Way to go. I don't think any of that got picked up. I hope not. Um so technology. Technology. This is a... I'm going to brush off the dust from this category here and talk about some awesome stuff. It'll be quick, trust me. Okay. Um, This film 
obviously it's animated. It's hand animated. It's back in the day before computers. So all the cells were all done by hand. All the makeup was done. You know, like they, they had a different animation style back in the day than they do now. They kind of perfected how to get the most animation out of the less amount of frames as years have gone by. But this is early, early in it. Well, what they did, Disney employed rotoscoping on this film. Now, oh, okay. What rotoscoping is, is when you take a, uh, a, a like, they basically they did is for, for Snow White, for the prince, and then for the queen. And I don't think they did it for the huntsman. They might have done it for the huntsman. Right. I don't. For some reason, I don't think they did. Uh, but what they did is they actually got actresses and actress and actors mm-hmm. dressed up in their outfits and they filmed them. Because keep in mind, again, the whole animation thing, feature length wise, was kind of was not like animation wasn't new, but this type was new. They were trying to right. get a more realistic performance. So what they did is they actually filmed actors performing and acting out all the sequences with those three characters, and then the animators went back over the frame by frame of that of that of those that live action footage, right. and basically drew Snow White over top of the footage on the cells. So they traced the the performance of the actors and masked, you know, and drew the character around it. So right. that's why when you watch the she movie, looks weird. They, they all th- like Snow White really looks off. It looks it looks different because the dwarves weren't done that way, the animals weren't done that way. Right. So all those characters were done traditionally where they just drew them normally, but then you get Snow White and it it looks a little off. She doesn't look like she actually does not look as fluid as the rest of the characters do. So they did that frame by frame, just like the animation. They just did it with the film footage. They did that, again, specifically so that way they could get more of a realistic approach. A more well-known example of rotoscoping that more people may know would be AHA's Take On Me music video. Yes. Where it's the whole, like, drawing that's moving. That is rotoscoping. There's a whole I know, I know, I know. That's why I was just letting you sing it. There's a whole, like, there's a whole, like, craze in the 80s. The end credits of Harry and the Hendersons was that way. The Bigfoot movie with John Lithgow. The end credits were... I know what Harry and the Hendersons Right, right, I know. Just for those out there, maybe who don't know. Gotcha. Like, the whole end credit sequence where they're showing, like, the actors, or the credits are rolling, it's got this weird, like, rotoscoping drawing thing. Because it's supposed to be John Lithgow's character drawing. And it's him drawing, like, moments from the film. Right. And it's all done in that same style, that rotoscoping, where they went frame by frame over the footage and they drew a drawing based upon it. So they did that for this movie. Now, after this movie, they, for the most part, they did not, they, they recycled a lot of like the dance, like a lot of the footage for other films. And there's a YouTube video online where they show like Disney reused their animation from movie to movie. Right. uh, Because it was just cheaper. But what they did is they didn't, Disney didn't continue to film new footage every single film and then trace the characters over it, but they started using the video footage as reference. Pixar does that. A lot of those, a lot of the animators do that, where they film themselves acting out the scene, and then they use their motions as reference for the characters. They don't trace over them. They don't mocap it. They don't do anything like that. Right. But so this was kind of the after this, Disney started going, okay, we're not going to use it to trace over. We're just going to use it as reference, and that's when the so this was kind of the one film where they tried it, and it was kind of successful, but it wasn't perfect, and so right. they led on to the other ones. So, yeah. So that's kind of, that is truthfully all for the technology. 
And I probably that just is read, the trivia. Uh, yes. technology. Lindsay's section is done because her trivia yep, I'm was done. just about the rotoscoping. Yep. So, all right. Well, you may continue with your technology section now, Lindsay. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. And I will come over here. <laughs> I'll just be over here in the corner. Okay. For those sitting. people who are confused, I am doing trivia and not technology. Jeff just finished technology. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way the hell over here now. <laughs> no, don't do that because then people are thinking going to think something's wrong with the microphone. I know. <laughs> We're going to start off with the best trivia fact on the back. whole list. Now I'm in your ear. I could. We should totally turn this on one of these times where it actually creates the surround sound effect. Oh, good God. And set it between us so that you're in the left ear and I'm in the right ear. That would make people crazy. It would. But then you would just be like you're sitting here with us. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Anyways, so, do your trivia. <laughs> this, is, this is Adolf Hitler's favorite film. Oh, God. That's the first you hear that, people? on the list. You hear that? <laughs> Some animators were opposed to the name Dopey, claiming it was too modern a word to use in a timeless fairy tale. Walt Disney made the argument that William Shakespeare used the word in one of his plays. This managed to convince everyone, although any reference to the term Dopey is yet to be found in any of Shakespeare's work. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's a liar. <laughs> Please, for the record, don't start giving us all this Disney hate. If you want to do it, just don't. It's a bad idea. Don't just don't do it. Who are you talking to, me or them? I'm talking to everyone oh, okay. in the internet universe. Please we keep love your Walt- Disney movies. Okay? Please keep your Disney opinions to yourself. Are you talking about like like uh, how who who Walt Disney was? Yes, and all as that a crap? person, let's not. Nope, we're not gonna go there. I am one of those people. It's like I don't give a I don't give a crap. It was a very different time for one. Yes, for two, whatever. I'm one of those people He's that I don't care what a, how a person felt or what they did in their free time. I only care about their body of work. That can be said about a handful of other performers and artists. Yep. One very specifically I'm thinking of. And I, well, I don't give a crap. Michael Jackson? Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't give a crap what the hell these people do yeah, in their I, free yeah. time. Okay. We're doing, I'm looking we're, at their work. Yep. That's all I care about. And we're so leaving it at that. That End is how discussion. we feel about End Disney and all those people. So. In fact, if there are any like rude trivia facts, I may skip them. Okay. Except for this next one I'm going to read. Walt Disney wanted to keep Snow White's voice as a special one-time sound. So he held Adriana Casalotti into a very strict contract. Except for a tiny bit part in The Wizard of Oz from 1939. She never had a real singing part in a movie again. Though she was a classically trained singer. I wonder if you could do that nowadays. No. Because, I mean, that would basically mean that Disney had to have, would have paid her forever. Yeah. Just, like, every year he Probably. just kept paying her to, to not do not do anything else. You were the only, it'd be like paying, uh, was it Paige O'Hara? Isn't that her voice? Isn't that the name? The, the actress who did um, Little Mermaid and I think Belle? No. God, what is her name? It's um, not Paige O'Hara. Jody Benson. Jody Benson. It'd have been like her, like then, like Disney going, okay, you were only Ariel. I don't think you Jody Benson was Belle. You will never do anything though. else. I thought they were, or was it? I thought they were the same person no. for some reason. I'll look that up. You, you, you do your thing. No, she's just a little mermaid. Then who was the? Com- I swear there was like they came back and did, like same voices and thing. I, oh, let no, me look that's it up. not right. That's let me look. The TV I'll look show. it up. You, you do, you do your, you do, you do, you, bro. you do, you man. Okay. I'll look up Beauty and the okay. Beast and stuff. At a recording session, Lucille Laverne, the voice of the Wicked Queen, was told by Walt Disney animators that they needed an older, raspier version of the Queen's voice for the old witch. Ms. Laverne stepped out of the recording booth and returned a few minutes later. She then gave a perfect old hag's voice that stunned the animators. When asked how she did it, she replied, 
Oh, I just took my teeth out. That's <laughs> so weird. Was the first of many Walt Disney films to have its premiere engagement at New York City's Radio City Music Hall. At the end of the film's initial engagement there, all the velvet seat upholstery had to be replaced. It seemed that the young children were so frightened by the sequence of Snow White lost in the forest that they wet their pants, and consequently the seats at each and every showing of the film. <laughs> favorite trivia fact that we have ever read ever holy crap <laughs> so disney needed to lay down plastic before these movies apparently uh, i'm 12 bathroom humor always <laughs> makes me laugh okay Paige o'hara was the voice of bell yes okay jody benson so i gotta look up jody benson because she did something She's else a little mermaid. i know but I, th- I swear she did something else for she's them. sophia the first she does barbie in toy story yes she does Still think there was something else. I swear. I think she Bo Peep in Toy Story as well, the original one. Um, or was she just Barbie? I know she was just Barbie. Look, I don't remember. I don't think she was. Anyway, moving onward. You no, follow? she wasn't Toy Story. She didn't. Well, she didn't do. She wasn't Bo Peep. Okay. No, someone fame more yeah. famous was Bo Peep. I can't remember who it was. So. She's always done. Shelly Duvall, I think. No, Shelly Duvall is Bo Peep in. No, Shelley Duvall, that's... I think she's Bo Peep in Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme, which is definitely not the same thing. It's not the same. Okay. Oh, she did the... Okay, Jodie Benson did the voice of Belle in the... Um, I think, like, a couple of the direct-to-video... Gotcha. Beauty and the Beast stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Do you feel better now? A little bit. Can I continue on and reading my trivia? No, because this is really bothering me. <laughs> no, you can go ahead. Go ahead. When the movie was released, it was generally accepted that the correct plural form of dwarf was dwarfs. So D-W-A-R-F-S. Tolkien's The Hobbit, published a year earlier and later The Lord of the Rings, gradually popularized the uncommon variant of dwarves, D-W-A-R-V-E-S, so that the dwarfs in the movie today are often erroneously referred to as dwarves and the title even given as Snow White and the Seven Dwarves as opposed to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. There's a difference in pronunciation as well. Yeah, I continue to spell it dwarves. Yes, because I follow what Tolkien says. But not dwarfs. No. Which, by the way, I love that trivia effect too, because it's like, the you know, like The Hobbit published a year before Snow White. Cause no, you a year still, after Snow White. Or a year after, because like in my head... No, sorry, a year before. You still... Like, I know I'm, I'm well aware of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings is part of the 20th century. I'm well aware of that. But there's still a part of me that forgets sometimes mm-hmm. that it's not some, like, 17th century piece of literature no. that's just been passed down for decades. No. It's just so funny to be like, the yeah, 30s. they were all in the 30s. They were just less than 100 years ago that these things mm-hmm. all came out. Oh, my God. I'm going to buy the crap out of the 100th anniversary edition of Lord of the Rings. I will tell you that right now when that happens. Okay. Which is in, like, 15 years. Yeah, I know. Yes. Well, way to just date this podcast, Lindsay. God. (laughs) To give Snow White a more natural look, some of the ink and paint artists started applying their own rouge on her cheeks. When Walt Disney asked one how they would apply the rouge correctly for each cell, she responded, what do you think we've been doing all our lives? (laughs) Um, Scenes planned but never fully animated. The queen holds the prince in the dungeon and uses her magic to make skeletons dance for his amusement, which makes me think of the... Yes. The, the boneyard dance yes. from the... And I just shut the trivia. Hold on. Fantasy sequences accompanying Someday My Prince Will Come, in which Snow White imagines herself dancing with her prince in the clouds beneath a sea of stars, which they later did in, like, Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, no. That was the most off-key whole new world ever. Dwarfs 
Dwarves. Fail. Dwarfs. Building Snow White a bed with help from woodland creatures can be seen during the Disney's golden anniversary of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs special. The song Music in Your Soup, where the dwarves sing about the soup that Snow White had just made them, can be seen in the same special previously mentioned. It's also on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. A musical number, You're Never Too Old to Be Young, featuring the dwarves, it was pre-recorded but never animated, can also be heard on the soundtrack as a demo. The Special Academy Award was granted to the picture consisted sorry the special academy award granted to the picture consisted of one regular sized award and seven smaller sized awards which i think was presented to him by shirley temple that sounds because right. there's like footage of it or yeah. something i'm gonna look to see if i can't okay. find that footage convinced that it would fail the hollywood film industry labeled the film walt disney's folly the prince was originally a much more prominent character but the difficulty found in animating him convincingly forced the animators to reduce his part significantly <laughs> This was the first film to ever have a soundtrack recording album released for it. Because Walt Disney Pictures did not have its own music publishing company when the earlier animated films were produced, all the rights published all the rights to the pub to publish the music and songs from this film are actually still controlled by the Bourne Company. In later years, the studio was able to acquire back the rights to the music from all the other films except this one. Prior to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, a movie soundtrack recording was unheard of and was little value to a movie studio. Which, like, okay, obviously it was prior before they re- went and realized, oh, we can make more money on this thing by releasing the soundtrack. Like, nowadays, that's not even, un- that's unheard of that you don't release a soundtrack yeah, to a right? movie. Yeah, right? It's like, no, you, you release the soundtrack, you're going to make money, trust me. All the dwarves are not modeled after real people. To keep the animators' minds working, Walt Disney instituted his $5 a gag policy. There's some inflation nation for you. Ooh, $5 a gag. Hold on. (laughs) One notable example of this policy is when Ward Kimball suggested that the dwarves' noses should pop up one by one over the footboards while they are peeking at Snow White. This is the highest grossing animated film of all time, adjusted for inflation. 50 ideas for the dwarves' names and personalities were listed in the film's proposal. The list included all the names finally included except Dopey and Doc. Dopey was the last to be developed. Some of the dwarves were Awful, He Steals and Drinks and is Very Dirty, Biggie Wiggy or Big O Ego, Blabby, Deefy, Dirty, Gabby, Gaspy, Gloomy, Hoppy Jumpy, Hotsy, Jaunty, Nifty, and Shifty. Sneezy was a last-minute replacement for Deefy. I would have preferred Jaunty. <laughs> I, like jaunty. I think Jaunty. I like would have Hoppy been. Jumpy. Hoppy Jumpy. Uh, first off, I found the footage of Shirley Temple you, giving the right. awards, uh, so that'll be on the website. Okay. Number two, the Inflation Nation for that. Do you want me to just to save that? No, yeah, inflation? save it for Inflation okay. Nation. Got, Don't we ruin have it. one Inflation Nation. Yay! <laughs> held the held the title of highest grossing film ever for exactly one year, after which it was knocked out of the top spot by Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah. As it is widely known, every country where the movie has been translated translated has its own set of names for the seven dwarves, including Germany, home of the original fairy tale. However, in the original tale by the Brothers Grimm, the dwarves have no individual names at all. They are just them. Hidden Mickey, which oh, is yeah. a thing, formed by three stones on the wall behind the queen as she strides down to the basement to perform her spell. 25 songs were written for the movie, but only eight were used. When comedian Billy Gilbert found out that one of the dwarves' names was Sneezy, he called up Walt Disney and gave him his famous sneezing gag and got the part. (laughs) 
Walt Disney came up with the idea for the film when he was only 15, working as a newsboy in Kansas City. He saw a major presentation of a silent film version of Snow White from 1916, starring Marguerite Clark. The screening was held at the city's convention hall in February of 1917, and the film was projected onto four, a four-sided screen using four separate projectors. The movie made a tremendous impression on the young viewer because he was sitting where he could only see two sides of the screen at once, and they were not quite in sync. Roy Because they hadn't been born for another 75 years. <laughs> oh, boy. It was, a, it was an joke. insane joke. That's terrible. <laughs> what is this, 1998? What is the matter with you? Why not? Let's go back in time, okay? Roy O. Disney, who's his brother, yep. created the sound of the floor creaking with Dopey's slow footsteps by slowly bending an empty leather wallet back and forth. Yay, Foley work. Yeah, good Foley work. Holy crap. Disney Studios in Burbank was built with the profits from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This is the first full-length animated feature film to come out of the United States, which is why it is where it is on the list. It was the first ever ever? animated... full-length animated feature film to come out of the United States. The first ever were El Apostolo Apostol from 1917 and Sin Dejar Rastros from 1918 by Corino Cristani, but both films are considered lost. The oldest full-length animated feature film that can still be seen today is The Adventures of Prince Ahmed from 1926, which clocks in at 65 minutes and was animated entirely in silhouettes. Ooh, that would have been interesting to see, actually. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs became the first release in Disney's new Platinum Edition DVD series. Hitting stores on October 5th, 2001. On its first day, more than one million copies were sold. I feel that's when they started the vault business as well, mm-hmm. where they wouldn't... I mean, it became just a thing. You couldn't find the movies because they were out of print. Yeah. And then Disney started doing the vault, where get it before it goes back in the vault. Like, now you can't find... Like, I have Fantasia on DVD, mm-hmm. and I'm bummed. Not bummed, because I love Fantasia, and Colin got that for me. But it was before I had a Blu-ray player, so yeah. now we have to wait until it comes around again yeah. to get the Blu-ray. See, like, some Actually, like, I could probably find the Blu-ray. Something like that on Blu-ray. Like, Fantasia on Blu-ray would be amazing because you could, like, especially with like, oh a good God. surround sound. Because the Fantasia. music would be brilliant in that. <laughs> By the way, uh, no, I'm completely and utterly wrong. Jody Benson had was only The Little Mermaid. You were right. The one I'm thinking, what I think I got confused with was that it's the same guys who wrote the music. It's It's Alan Menken. It's those guys. That yes, wrote Little is. Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. And I, that's what got me confused. By the way, did you know Jody Benson was from Rockford? No. I did not. I did not. Jody Benson, the oh, voice of Little Mermaid, God. lives within a certain drive from us. So I don't think they actually ever made... Oh, they did, but it's really expensive and they're like region free. What are you looking Blue at? Ra- I'm looking at Fantasia on oh. Blu-ray. <laughs> talking about where did that go <laughs> they'll re-release it again oh yeah they will publicity materials related relates that production employed employee employed employed 32 animators 102 assistants 167 in-betweeners 20 layout artists 25 artists doing watercolor backgrounds 65 effects animators and 158 female inkers and painters two million illustrations were made using 1500 shades of paint now Lindsay. Jeffrey. You mentioned in-betweeners. Yes. Now, we haven't had a lot of animation. I don't remember if I talked about it on Toy Story. The in-betweener 
What they do, okay, what happens is... I know what a tween is in Flash. Right, and it's basically the same type of thing. Just because, it's a person instead of a computer yes. program? <laughs> the, uh, the, call, the the basically what it is, is the animators, there'd be there'd be certain animators that would do the keyframes. So those are the keyframe animators. They do the... I know what keyframes are. Yes. I don't do, really, I just know the word. <laughs> they do the pose of the character here, and then what they do is they do like the next dramatic kind of pose for the character in the animation. And they so they go through, through the entire shot, and they film the main poses of the character in their action gotcha. the in-betweeners then go back through and draw all the frames that get them from that first pose to the next pose so the stuff that's in between so the in-betweens which is why they're the in-betweeners that more technology Woo! dopey initially was <laughs> was to speak with the voice of mel blanc but it was but was made mute instead the same happened with gideon and pinocchio can you look up who gideon and pinocchio was Though Blanc actually was the one who did the vocal effects for that character. Is the cat. Oh, the cat. Which actually, funny enough. Oh, that cat. Not the little. Is kind of dressed like. um, I just based on the character's name. Uh, The one that doesn't talk. Dopey? Dopey? A little bit. It's Yeah, he has the same like per his hat's different. His but hat's it's the different, same colors. But like the like the smock that he's wearing yeah. kind of similar to it. Yeah. That's just sort of, sorry, it's kinda of weird. I just really like looking at it, you kinda of can see a little bit of oh, dopey yeah. in it. Yep. Agreed. Um March Champion served as a movement model for Snow White. Some of this animation was later reworked for Maid Marian in Disney's Robin Hood from nineteen seventy three and for Duchess in the Aristocats in nineteen seventy. Storyboards for a sequel to this movie were discovered in the Disney Company vault titled Snow White Returns. That sounds like a horror movie. It does! Upon examining the length of the script and storyboards, it seemed like it was meant to be a short film rather than a full-length movie. It was also meant to include revised versions of the soup and bed-building scenes that were excluded from the movie itself. The real reason for why this sequel never went further than pre-production is anyone's guess. It is unknown if Walt Disney really wanted this to be made in the first place. The whole storyboard to this unmade short is viewable on the Snow White Blu-ray. Seriously, Snow White Returns. I have this mental image that like that's actually like the ending of this movie when she wakes up. Like that's where this movie would start, yeah. and it's this flat-out horror film of her returning from the grave. <laughs> Oh. Sergey M. Einstein, director of Battleship. Battleship? Excuse me? I said Battleship. <laughs> I really did. You know what? This is a family film. I said no. Battleship. <laughs> Battleship Potemkin from 1925 called it the greatest film ever made. We are not watching Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Although, wasn't there an episode we recorded where we watched a movie and then we watched Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay, and yes. then we recorded the episode. Yes, we did. Because we, we went and got food, and we're like, well, we got to watch some while we eat, because we brought it back, yeah. and we're eating it. We're like, well, let's just watch Harold and Kumar, you know. I love Harold and Kumar, though. We really do. do. <laughs> I still say the first and the third are the best. Hmm. I love them. I didn't hate the second one. I didn't hate the second one. I just don't think it was, a, I, don't, I think the third one, the first and third are so much the better. The third one is so The third good. one's hilarious. I'm sorry. It's got Danny Trejo in it. I love Danny Trejo. Jeff and I saw it in theaters. Yes, in we three, did. In 3D. In 3D. At Christmas time. brilliant. It was the greatest Christmas mm-hmm. movie ever. <laughs> it took animator Wolfgang Reitherman nine tries to get the animation of the slave in the magic mirror just right. His names are amazing. He <laughs> achieved it by folding the paper in half, drawing one half of the face, then turning the paper over and tracing the other half. He was then to 
made when his hard work was obscured by fire, smoke, and distortion glass for the film. Yeah, it's kind of hidden back there. Jiminy Crickets is mentioned twice by the dwarves. It's an old expression usually used to express surprise. It is not a reference to the character in Pinocchio, because yes. Pinocchio came after this. Yeah, we both shouted, he's not in this movie! One of the first films to have related merchandise available at the time of the premiere, and if you've ever seen some of the Snow White merchandise from back then, it's creepy. Well, the premiere, didn't they have, like, giant people Yeah, they had all like, the dwarves? Yeah, like, they still have it just now. Yeah, but they weren't as good looking as they do now. <laughs> Sterling Holloway, who later appeared in many Walt Disney films, was considered for the role of Sleepy. This is the number one film on the AFI list of the ten greatest films in the animation genre. There, I just lost the freaking trivia again. Hold on. You got a problem with that. <laughs> I bumped the screen. <laughs> Uh, what did you say like the top animation films top 10 animation for AFI I'm curious I want to see I wonder what the because we, we did this with the other yeah other we, we did it romantic like comedies yes they um, take back my disgusted Annie Hall being on that list I'm completely okay with that being on that list <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, here, you know what? Real quick, do you have your? Do you have, oh, you got. Yeah, I'm better now. We can keep, but you can read that. Let's do it real quick. Here's okay. the top ten. Uh, I'm almost done with trivia. Top too. ten animated films on the AFI list. Number ten, Finding Nemo. Okay. Number nine, Cinderella. Okay. Number eight, Shrek. Okay. Number seven, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Number six, Toy Story. Okay. Number five, Fantasia. Okay. Number oh, good. I'm yeah. glad. Number four, The Lion King. Okay. Number three, Bambi. Okay. Number two, Pinocchio. Okay. And number one, Snow White. That is. Nine to one to Disney. Yes. Disney to DreamWorks. Yep. There are only 11 human characters in the film. Snow White, the dwarves, the prince, the queen, and the huntsman. Of these, the prince is the only one never named. That's true. It's just Prince, isn't he's it? He's Prince Charming. Yeah. It's creepy Prince Charming. Yeah. It looks like Eddie Izzard Prince Charming. He looks like he's wearing makeup. The movie start was to start with scenes involving Snow White's mother, but they had to be cut to avoid the wrath of the censor. What? What do you mean? Well, because the queen is her stepmother. I'm yeah. sure she killed her mother or something oh. like that. The British I that story. Well, that's probably what happened in the Grimm's fairy tale. I yeah. have to. I haven't read it, but the British Board of Film Censors, now the British Board of Film Classification, gave this film an A certificate upon its original release. This resulted in a nationwide con- controversy as to whether the Enchanted Forest and the Witch were too frightening for younger audiences. Nevertheless, most local authorities simply overrode the censors' decision and gave the film a U certificate. I don't know what any of that means. I'll look up the certificate. Spoonerizing comedian Joe Twerp was earlier considered for the role of Doc. According to the DVD supplementary material, the part went to Roy Atwell instead, but Twerp did perform as the voice of Doc on the radio. This is the first animated feature to be selected for the National Film Registry. One of only two personally produced Walt Disney feature-length animated films not to carry the screen credit Walt Disney presents. Instead, the first credit reads a Walt Disney feature production since it was Disney's first feature-length film. The other personally produced Disney film not to say Walt Disney presents was Fantasia from 1940, which in its Roadshow release contained no written credits at all except for the intermission card and in its general release contained only the title Fantasia in its opening credits. They took Fantasia on the road and played it with real orchestras in person That'd while they really, played the animation. That'd have been really cool. And it was a flop. I get... So, we're not going to talk about it because this episode's already running long. Just, I... <laughs> Fantasia is my jam. When the dwarves bathe, Dopey swallows a bar of soap. A sequence showing how they got the soap back out of him was filmed as a pencil test, but was not included in the film. It was later shown on the Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color from 1954, along with the pencil test segment for the song Music in Your Soup. (laughs) 
by the way, that certificate? Yep. Did you say it was the British certificate? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The A rating uh, would be about the equivalent of a PG rating okay. nowadays. The U rating um, is generally uh, like a, it's almost like a, I, I don't, I, I, I can't get like an actual, like what would be a common for it, but it seems like the U rating is a little bit more of like a, like almost like an R rating or something like, like, like a more violent rating. Interesting. Let me, I'm going to keep reading that just to verify, but you go ahead. The film was going to include all three of the Queen's assassination attempts, poison comb, body suffocation, poison comb, body suffocation, you say body suffocation, and the poison apple, but eventually streamlined it to just the apple, and up until very late in production, just the bodice was cut with the comb remaining. And... Lastly, the Screen Guild Theater broadcast a 30-minute radio adaptation of the Walt Disney version on April 24th, 1944, with Gil- Billy Gilbert reprising his film role. You can f- listen to that on YouTube. Cool. Somebody, because when I was looking for the uh, uh, the award video, there was somebody actually who's uploaded all, it's in three parts, Ew. but they uploaded the audio drama onto YouTube. Nice. So you can listen that's to cool. It. All right, well, let's me do Inflation Nation. Okay. And then let me do my my, my stuff and things okay. with Jeff. We're going to have our discussion about the ending. Yep. And then we're going to stop. This yep. episode is going to be long. Sorry, For some everybody. reason, oddly enough. I don't know why. All right, Inflation Nation. We didn't even get on that many tangents. No, we didn't. I had a lot of trivia. I didn't even read all of it. I read almost all of it. <laughs> so number one, for, or no, number one. There's only one, one inflation, inflation nation. nation. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. $5. It was the $5 joke. Yeah, $5 thing. a gag, yeah. $5 a gag that Disney offered his employees with the equivalent of $85.58. Nice. So he basically gave you 85 bucks if you came up with a joke. Close to 100 bucks. I would be coming up with jokes left yeah, and right. Yeah, me too. On top of my normal salary too, yeah. I'd be coming up with jokes left and right. Yeah. Okay, so stuff and things with Jeff. Yay! I have five. Okay. Four's Oh, extended. not seven? Not seven. I, it would have been so much better if I came up with a seven. Yeah. If I had thought about that ahead of time. <laughs> I did not think of that ahead of time. Me neither. I just thought of it now. All right, number one. I think the magic mirror is Jombie's cousin. Wish granted. Long live Jombie. Love Jombie. Number two. The sequence where Snow White runs away through the woods started getting dangerously close to a certain moment from the original Evil Dead film. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Yep. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, consider yourself blessed. Number three. Woo! 1080p Blu-ray copy of Snow White is hilarious. Oh, boy. So many technical mistakes that you could see. Like, you could... No, they didn't know. You could see in Snow White's hair, like, the pencil markings, like, as they drew it. It was great. Yep. Um, Number four. You know what? I'm going to actually move number four to number five. I'm going to flip up. Number four, so number four, the new number four, Doc is so dirty. He really is. Seriously, listen to what he says. Every time he opens his mouth, you will hear it. Like, yep. everything can be taken wrong. It's true. And then finally, the seven dwarves have somewhat easily curable uh, uh, disorders? disorders. Number one, Doc needs speech therapy. Number two, Dopey needs social communication therapy because he has uh, selective mutism. Okay. I looked all these up, by the way. Yeah. I was actually looking up what these guys have. Number three, Bashful needs uh, some self-esteem therapy because he's just quiet and introverted. Number four, Grumpy needs antidepressants. Number five, yeah. Sneezy needs Benadryl. <laughs> Number six, Oh, sorry. Sneezy needs Benadryl. Yeah. I, I misread. Number six, Sleepy needs an energy drink. Yep. <laughs> and number seven, Happy 
doesn't need anything. No. Leave that poor boy alone. He's, he's fine. He is fine. So, all right, that's all I have for stuffing things with Jeff and Inflation Nation. Now, Jeffrey, we need to discuss the ending of this movie. We really do, because okay. here's the thing. Okay, I'm shutting down my iPad. We need to just, talk about this real quick. Try to keep. Talk. Let's try to keep this to ten minutes. Yes. So we're watching this movie, and obviously there's been you know discussion of the fact that if Snow White is really dead. That it's it's creepy that you know they're keeping her in glass. I mean, it's not creepy that they're keeping her in glass, but also, how did they properly embalm her? And I okay, <laughs> warning label. We know this is a fairy tale, and we're just punching holes in yeah, it because yeah. we're it's fun. Explicit tag because we're a holes. <laughs> I was gonna say the whole thing, but I think we've been pretty good with we've that good swearing. This time. So yes. I don't want certain small children if they listen to this to have to not hear it. Okay, being a holes on purpose. <laughs> Sorry. So I might want to turn this part off for the kids yes. because we're going to kind of be jerks. So bye, everybody. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. So. Um, welcome to the adult welcome section. Welcome to the adult section of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So A, how did they properly embalm her? Yes. How long was she dead? Yes. It looked like seasons because there's snow. Yeah. And then spring comes. So she's been dead for several months if she is indeed dead. Right. And it wasn't so snow before. Have... So they went through an entire season. Yeah. Of winter. I said it was fall, though, when this happened. Because remember, it gets dark relatively early. If True. It was only and there wasn't a lot o'clock. of leaves on the trees when yeah. they're chasing, they're chasing so, her. So, not properly embalmed. She's been rotting for months if she's not been properly embalmed. Uh-huh. And even if she has, she's rotting. Unless she's like, I don't even know. Then the prince comes and kisses her. Which is gross. Which is gross if she had been rotting. Yeah. Scenario B, she's in a coma. So, if she's in a coma under the glass lid, she's gonna suffocate to death true however they did lift the glass case off they we did. were curious to know whether or not they would lift that off every day did. yeah so she got air back it said they kept constant or they kept eternal vigil so that means eternal to me means forever right i don't know so if that you means don't even know it could have been years then it's true i don't think it is because the prince you know doesn't look like he aged for nah, not much so my guess is it's called a month or two. And if she was in a coma, her breathing could have slowed, which meant yes. she wasn't taking in as much air but as she still, normally would have. But she would have died of malnutrition. She she's not been, intaking water. She, she's not intaking, you know, any kind of vitamins. Vitamins. I mean, for vitamin her body. D. She's in the sun. Yeah. So she's got another a really thing. Nice if tan. she was rotting, it would have just expedited the process because she's under glass in the sun. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm not. I've read way too many books on like. And then death and cadavers and stuff. Kisses her. Yeah. And she's fine. And then she's fine. Never mind the fact that her muscles would have atrophied. Yeah. Which is why he she carried would have been, her. To exactly. The horse. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff points out the fact that her eyes are closed like all the time. All the time. She doesn't open them. She opens them for like a fleeting second, and it looks creepy. It does. She looks high. <laughs> Technically. Uh, yeah. So then. <laughs> oh, then yeah. So she's on the horse. Yep. They ride off into this into up to the castle. But you'll notice if you watch this movie again. Yes. That the castle is floating in the clouds. You never really see, like, it's not like it's up in the mountains and you, like, you see them riding up to the castle. Oh, no. The castle is just very ethereal and gold yeah. and in the clouds. I'm Big like, light beam coming from yeah. behind it. Oh, my and... God. What if she's actually dead? I think. I... And he's taking her to heaven. And they lived happily ever after yeah. because she's dead. Because she's dead. That, and, he's, and he's, you know, some form of angel taking her to heaven right. or something. Right. Because he basically, he basically took her from her previous life. <laughs> Rose her from to, the yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I know. I, missed, I know. I honestly, as many times as I've seen this, right? Movie, you I missed this, like that. whoa. But I really think she died, and that was her. And this going is why these heaven. movies are no fun when you're an adult because <laughs> you ruin them. 
<laughs> well, then the original ending of the movie, or yes, the original ending, because I, I have Grimm's fairy tales in my reader, so I opened it up and I just like skimmed through, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know what happens for for real in the ending in the original, because that you know they changed the endings of these a lot. So they changed a lot of these movies. The prince is distraught because you know she's dead. Yeah, and the dwarves. He wants to buy her her in her coffin from the dwarves. And the dwarves tell him no. And then Which he's, is also just creepy in its The, the dwarves right are like, no, we won't sell her, you know, sell her to you for all the gold, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Then they see how distraught the prince is and they decide to let her take, let him take her away. And so then he picks, has his manservant pick him up. I just like to say manservant. Manservant. Picks him up. Picks her up and puts her puts her in the case on his shoulder. I also never looked up how old she actually is, and um, carry her. And as like he like he as he's putting like the motion of him dropping the case on his shoulder mm-hmm. jars her mouth or jars her. Her mouth falls open and the piece of poison apple comes off, comes out of her mouth. Yep. She opens the lid and goes, "Where am I?" <laughs> He doesn't kiss her. He's literally taking her to his castle for creepy necrophiliac yeah. activity. I mean, I would I would assume he's taking her to his castle to, to put mourn her, on display her. Yes. and to mourn her, be like, uh, what is it, Lenin? Uh, yeah, one Russian. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whoever who's someone in like Vietnam is like that too. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Where you you that's right because yeah. <laughs> wasn't that Gorley that was talking about that on the no. James Bonding? Didn't Maybe. he go and see him? They couldn't no, take Mosier, pictures. Mosier, Mosier, Mosier talks Mosier about it. Okay. Yeah, sorry, it was Gorley. It was Mosier. One of the two. Um, something with Matt Myra. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> one of the two with Myra. Um, but no, it's it's just a weird. It's like, I mean, yes, okay. This, We're being horrible and is, ruining childhood the right movie, now. The movie version is a nicer yes, tale. it is. If and you, they always are. Yeah, if you don't look into it too much for what you're actually watching. And we just have really screwed up brains. Oh, hell yeah, we do. We purposely look for stuff yeah. like that just to make things bad. Yep. It's great. I love it, though. Well, I enjoyed Snow White. I did, too. Welcome back to the I haven't portion. seen it in a while, so it was nice to watch it again. <laughs> yes, it was very nice to watch it again. It's still not one of my favorite Disney movies. No. I don't like the early era ones because they're sad. You know, and the truth is, like, because we were raised in that age where, like, the ones from... We the, were like, in the some of the... What could, could, in our generation, be considered the golden age of Disney movies mm-hmm. because we had The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. The the, the range those of... Those four. Those those animated films that, like, revitalized the Disney. Yeah, the late 80s Because they were to about to go bankrupt yeah. in the early 80s, so... And then the, that movie, like, Little Mermaid saved Disney again, which is awesome. Yep. And, like, I, li- I, I like Mermaid. those I like those Disney I movies. I love the Little Mermaid. Nothing against these early ones at all. No. I mean, I like some of them very much, but they're not my... They're a very when different When they come out on Blu-ray, film. they're not the ones I buy. No, that's why I own Beauty and the Beast over there. I have every format of the Little Mermaid they've released since mm-hmm. it's come out. I have both v- I have both VHS versions because I have the original cover with the penis castle on Yay, it. Penis I castle. have the re-release with like the normal like the cover that's like it's got this like gold border on yeah. it. I have that one. I have it on DVD and I have the Blu-ray DVD combo pack that they just released like last year i've owned beauty and the beast on vhs dvd and blu-ray yeah i think I, we have all of that i, I have all, all of that beauty too i don't know if we have it on blu-ray but we have it on dvd i do I wait have for the aladdin digital. to come out region one it's all region it's a region free copy out there right now it's stupid but... no i don't have the lion king on blu-ray i only have it on dvd yeah i haven't bought and that vhs well that was a weird tangent yeah, no it's not <laughs> disney no, movie tangents normal well snow white seven dwarves thumbs yep. up yeah oh yeah you like it yeah i do 
I like it too. Oh, I didn't say whether it like moved on the list or not. Oh yeah, I didn't I think about looking emails. for that. I wonder why I have three emails at four o'clock in the afternoon. People like you. No, it's just all junk mail, okay. I'm sure. Um, I have to find my movies and all my fan fiction. <laughs> so weird. Um, it rose 15 places. Wow, so it was... It was almost... It was number 49. Was, wow. It was one above 50 before. Which, okay, as we said before, I know we already talked about, completely understand why it's on the list. Yeah. And you know what? Personally, yes, I, f- I feel it needs to be in the top 50, guaranteed, because it was that first, you know, animated feature-length film that basically proved, hey, we can make animated movies. Speaking of moving on the list, there mm-hmm. are only three movies on this list that have not changed position. That we have yet. Of, that we best have. Best Years of Our Lives at number okay. 37. Godfather Part 2, clocking in at number 32. Okay. And Citizen Kane. Interesting. I can't wait to get to Citizen Kane in reality to have a discussion about Citizen Kane. We will, I feel like, it's because that's going to be, that won't be our, that'll be our last official episode. And then. Of this list. I don't think this will be the last episode of AFI, of Top Shelf. But I I feel like that one will be. Now we're going to do the 301 from Empire. Oh my God. You guys ready for the next six years? Yeah, it's going to take much. us forever. We have to do it like remotely. Jeff and I aren't living in the same place. It would and... legitimately take us six years to it do that would. list. Yeah. Holy we didn't crap. do any tangent episodes either. Holy crap. We are not doing that list. No, we're not. <laughs> Maybe. We say that now. I know. We'll see what All happens. All right. So there. our next movie. What is our next movie Number 33 list? from 1975. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's oh, Nest yeah. starring Jack Nicholson. Classic Jack Nicholson. Our main, main man Jack. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Read the book, too. I, I think I own read, the book too. I have not read the book, so that might well, be interesting. Well, Scatman Crothers. For you to, to Danny DeVito. I think it's one of his first movies. In One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's one of the. He's one of the. I was gonna say inmates. He's one, one of the other patients. patients. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd is in this movie as well. Yes. See, you'll have to tell me because I have never read the book. You'll have to let me know if you notice any, or if you can think of any of the differences between the book and the movie. Okay. There's a couple of those coming up that it's like if you've read the book, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to talk about if there's any what the differences are. Oh my god! With the people, the guy who plays Worm Tongue is it or wor- yeah, Worm Tongue, Grima Worm Tongue from the Lord of the Rings movies, is in Worm Tongue. Tongue. Yes, yeah. uh, that's Worm Tail uh, is Harry Potter. Yes, Worm Tail is, is that Worm Tongue. He's that's, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's that's, Nest. Um, that's oh, good guy Chucky. He played Chucky. Um, um, what is his name? Brad Dorf. Brad, yeah. Yes. The guy who does the voice of Chucky in all the Child Plays movies. He's also in Dune. <laughs> you guys want to play Dune? Or we can keep doing this. Oh, awesome. Well, I look forward to watching that. I have not, God, I haven't seen One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest in good 10, Me really either. 15 That's... years. Oh, huh, fun, fun fact, he's in that episode of Psych. Sean interrupted. That's oh, based on really? Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Well, I look forward to watching that movie next week. Me too. At the end of July. Well, not uh, really the end of no. July. It'll be closer to the end of July. Yes. Well, that'll be fun, everybody. It will Well, be. sorry for the longer episode. We just... I'm not For whatever reason... I, I don't know how this episode was so long. I really don't. <laughs> but, oh well. It was fun. What was that, Lindsay? Yes, Jeffrey. It's all uphill from here. Sorry, I'm looking at this picture from this movie, and I'm really confused about something. So, But it's all uphill from here. <laughs> I'm looking at something. Well, good night, Radio Rahim. And good night, C.K. Dexter Haven. C.K. Dexter Haven. That movie's on my birthday list, like legit on my it's birthday list. It's a good list. movie. I like that movie. Um, So we're not going to whistle or do anything no, weird No, we're not whistling. No. We're not, I didn't even sing much in Just this gonna episode. Just going to end it. You yawned once. Yep, I did. I'm so sad. Sorry. 
It's because it's so early in the afternoon. <laughs> you can't blame it on the time of the day. <laughs> so early in the afternoon, so late at night. Then I'm not yawning. It's because it's so oh, early in I the afternoon. Oh, I thought you were blaming the fact that you did no. yawn on that it was so early in the afternoon. No. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Pete with the audio. Look at this picture right here and tell me that that gentleman in the beard does not look like Robin Williams. It does. It's not Robin Williams. It's crazy. Hello, Internet Dwellers. This is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff. You have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Storytime, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.